Hello and welcome back to The Drew View. In today's show, I'm going to be talking to you guys a little bit about what happened over the weekend in the news. I'm also going to be giving you guys my thoughts on that and I'm going to be telling you why what is going on in the news is important to your life. I'm Drew Bennett and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, folks, thank you guys for coming back to another week of episodes. This is my, gosh, is this the sixth week? I think it's my sixth week of episodes, which is super incredible, super excited. I've had a great time in this journey so far, just this podcasting journey. It's been fun. I haven't grown as much as I would have liked to, but there is still plenty of room for growth, and I'm super excited to see how we grow. So, Without further ado, I got to start with the question of the day. So the question of the day today is, as many of you know, 48 of the U.S. states are divided into counties. Alaska is instead divided into boroughs. What other state has unique interstate division by using a system of 64 parishes? That is, which state uses parishes instead of counties? I'll answer that at the end. Of the episode. This weekend was a little bit of a slow news weekend. There wasn't a bunch of big stories that came out. There wasn't a bunch of stuff that was pushed to the front of the news. But there was one thing that happened over the weekend that I think it is incredible that people are not talking about more. And that is the leak of classified documents that came about that were kind of all about the war in Ukraine. So these documents got released by, I think it was like a 21-year-old. And what he did was he released these documents, I believe, from what I can understand, was that he actually wasn't intending to release these to the public. He was actually just releasing these to like a group of friends. They had a group chat and he kind of released them over there because he was concerned for the country and how bad that our country was lying to us about what was happening in Ukraine. That's not, while I think that the leaking of that is dangerous, it is a national security threat, yeah, whatnot, I understand that. But there were a few things in there that I cannot believe people are not talking about more. How are people looking at this and not saying, huh, that is incredible that this came out? And a couple of those things, uh, we'll just say, for example, we have troops, the United States has troops on the ground in Ukraine. That's a shocker. I bet you Congress didn't know that we had troops on the ground in Ukraine. And I mean, Biden, the guy doesn't know much, so I'm sure he certainly doesn't know that we have troops on the ground in Ukraine. It's crazy to me that, you know, we've been lied to into thinking that we're totally hands off. All we're doing is providing money and weaponry to Ukraine. We're just, you know, kind of staying away other than that. When we have troops on the ground, that was released, and I guess it wasn't officially confirmed, although we can pretty much say for certain that, yes, we do have troops in the ground there because of this leak that came out. Again, something that is super important when you're dealing with a nuclear powerhouse like Russia. We are in a war, a hot war now, where we have troops on the ground fighting against a nuclear powerhouse in Russia. That is incredibly, uh, I don't even know what I want to say. It's like, it's incredibly revealing about how much 
we've been lied to. It's revealing how much we don't know, how much is being hid from us for that very reason, because I think a lot of people would see what's happening and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Another thing that we learned was that there will be no diplomatic resolve, at least until the end of 2023. That means until the end of this year, at least, there will be no peace talks, no treaties, no agreements, nothing, no diplomacy. All you're going to see until the end of 2023, at least, and probably for longer, is continual war. Finally, something that we learned was that Zelensky is planning on using our weapons to strike in Russia, deep into Russia. Now, what does that mean? Well, that risks a huge escalation in the war, especially now that we know the role that the U.S. is playing in this. The fact that the U.S. has troops on the ground, the fact that the U.S. has been financially backing Ukraine with a blank check for the past I mean, pretty much since the war began, we've been giving them a blank check saying, what do you need from us? Allowing Ukraine to suck the American taxpayer dry of all that we pay into our government that's essentially just being sent over to Ukraine to help them in a war that we really shouldn't be that involved in. And we especially shouldn't have troops in the ground and be sending them equipment and the arms and everything necessary for them to then go and strike deep into Russia very soon. So because Zelensky is planning on doing that, it's going to be very dangerous for the United States. It's going to risk escalation of the war. It's also going to risk U.S. security because what happens when Russia finds out now that the U.S. has troops on the ground in Ukraine that the U.S. is saying We have talked with Zelensky and we know that he's going to be sending missiles and he's going to be sending bombs and stuff deep into Russia. He's going to attack Russia, which is going to further escalate the war. That is huge. And the biggest thing that surprises me out of the whole thing, I guess it doesn't surprise me because the media in our country is so awful, so abysmal, the media that we have. All they cared about for this entire, all of this that came out, The biggest thing that they cared about was, we better find who leaked this information. We better make sure that they're put behind bars. They're a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. You know, not our own government that lied to us, telling us that, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, It'll be resolved. It'll be fine. It'll be resolved diplomatically. We're not going to, you know, they're not going to attack Russia. We're not going to get involved. All we're doing is we're going to help them financially. That's a bunch of crap. The U.S. government has been feeding us a bunch of crap, and who knows how well that would have boded with people if they knew that before midterm elections or anything like that, but they hide this stuff from us, and I understand for certain things you do it for national security purposes, but straight up lying to the American people about what's going on in Ukraine, our level of involvement in the war, these are big things. These are not just, oh yeah, well, you know. Oh, well, no, these are things that actually matter. They matter a lot. When we are on the ground fighting a nuclear powerhouse, risking American security, that is something that needs to be addressed. That is something that we need to know about. And the fact that all of these journalists, all these media, all they cared about was 
finding the guy who leaked this and not the information is ridiculous to me. He risked his freedom, his security. If this stuff comes out that, you know, basically he knew that if this came out, he was going to be put in jail probably for the rest of his life. And he risked that because he wanted people to know the truth about what was happening, not what the government was feeding us. And that's pretty interesting that we have people in the military that are like, whoa, the American people are hearing this, but this is in actuality what's going on. Like these are things that it's incredible that the government is trying to hide this from us. It's incredible that the government is trying to hide the fact that we have troops on the ground in Ukraine fighting against Russia, a nuclear powerhouse. We are in the middle of a hot war. This is not some cold war where we're just, oh yeah, we're just giving Ukraine money. No, it's not like that anymore. We're on the ground. Russia now knows, if they didn't before, that we have Americans on the ground. That leaves us in an incredibly vulnerable position. In a time when our country is divided as ever, people can't agree on anything. You look up at the sky and people can't even agree on what color that is at this point. Right is wrong, wrong is right. Our country is totally uh, bass backwards, we'll just say that. And in the midst of all this, in the midst of a time when people mistrust the government more than just about anything, we're now at a time when we're getting involved in a hot war against a nuclear powerhouse. What is happening with this country? The fact that this is not a bigger story is just bizarre to me. But anyway, I do think this is a topic we need to keep our eyes on. This is a topic that needs to be focused on. This is a topic that you're going to be hearing about for years. I mean, we at least have another year of it because we know that there's no, there's not going to be any diplomatic resolve. And it's just shameful to me that when we have a leak like this, the person is treated so much differently than we than when we have a leak like what happened with the Supreme Court or what happened with any of these other leaks, what happened when they leaked Donald Trump's indictment, any of that. You look at this leak and it disadvantage like it's a huge, huge problem for the Democrats. The Democrats look like huge dummies right now for lying to the American people and the news media jumps right behind them starts defending them. They're like, oh no, we got to get this guy in prison. He's a threat to national security. Well, that might be true, but at least he's exposing the truth about what's going on. Meanwhile, you have people leaking Supreme Court decisions for the sole purpose of intimidating conservative justices. And somehow we never find who leaked that. We can never seem to find that person. Or is it that we can't find them or that we're not trying because we don't care about that? If we put the lives of our Supreme Court justices at risk, something that is a national security threat to the extreme, if we put their lives at risk, oh well, if, they, if something happens to them, we just get to replace them with liberal justices. Yay! No, that's not how it should work. It should work that if anybody is a threat to national security, they are held responsible. Or we just let people get away with leaking whatever they want. It has to be one or the other. You can't have this double standard. When the number of indictments uh, for, you know, for Donald Trump get released before anything goes to court or anything like that, that needs to be, we need to find out who leaked that. It was 
almost certainly someone in Bragg's office when it was the Supreme Court justices ruling on the Dobbs decision. When that leak came in months before they were actually set to make a decision on that, the whole goal was to get one of the conservative justices or a couple of them to change their vote. When leaks happen, we have to hold people accountable. We can't just do it when it's damaging to the current administration or the Democrats. We have to hold everybody accountable if we want to protect national security. It's very simple. All we have to do is treat everybody equal under the law. That's exactly what the Democrats want. That's what Bragg wants. That's what Pelosi wants. That's what all these people are saying. Nobody's above the law. That's true. Then treat everyone like they're not above the law. Even people who leak information to benefit your party. You can't just put people behind bars who put out information that is damaging to your party. So while the news media may not be covering these stories or things like this that are incredibly important for American national security, I will be talking about it and I will be keeping up to date with what's going on with the war in Ukraine because that does impact us. If we get in a full-blown war with a nuclear powerhouse, it could be incredibly dangerous. We could have World War III. Not to fear monger, but it's a possibility. And it's not something that we need to be you know, it's not a war that we need to be fighting right now when we can't even get along with people in our own country. We can't even decide on basic human facts like men are men and women are women. We can't even agree on that. We have people that don't even agree with that statement that I just made. And it's incredible to me that we're not even able to agree on the most basic things like that, yet we're on the brink of a war with a nuclear powerhouse. And essentially, we are in the middle of a war with a nuclear powerhouse because we have troops on the ground. So it is something that you'll want to keep coming back and tuning into my episodes because it's a topic that needs to be covered. It's a topic that I'm going to make sure that I cover in my episodes and that I don't let slip through the cracks. And there's a reason that the story was all about finding this guy and putting him behind bars and who he was as an individual and he was a gun-toting this, that, and the third. Yeah, whatever. How about the fact that he leaked information about how our government was lying right to our faces over and 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 over again? So make sure you're coming back here to stay up to date with what's going on over there. So in my last episode, I probably made a few people upset because I kept going after conservatives and republicans over and over because i was saying they have no plan they have no plan they talk about problems that everybody knows are problems but what they don't do is talk about solutions to those and something i found interesting as i was going through different news articles kind of figuring out what i wanted to talk about today and in today's episode it was incredible to me how unstable the republican party is right now Just to read you a few of the headlines, I'm just going to go through and hear a few of the top 10, 20 headlines. I'm going to read them to you. The first one, Mace criticizes GOP for being, quote, silent on abortion and guns. This is a Republican criticizing the Republican Party. 
Then, Marjorie Taylor Greene fires back at Lindsey Graham for posting photoshopped pic of Senator. If you scroll down a few more, you see, DeSantis backers launch first TV ad attacking Trump in 2024 White House race. And Graham calls Marjorie Taylor Greene's praise of U.S. intelligence leaker, quote, irresponsible. So out of the weekend's news, about four of the top 20 headlines all have to do with how Republicans are attacking each other and how Republicans are criticizing each other. And all of this goes to prove my point. Republicans are becoming ineffective with their messaging. They cannot agree with their own members of their party. They sit there and they bash other members of the party. And you have two sides of the Republican Party which are clearly coming up. And that is your establishment Republicans, your people who have been in politics their entire life, and you have your quote-unquote MAGA Republicans who push back against the establishment. And what it is doing is creating such a big divide in the Republican Party that some people don't even know what to do with it. Some people are stuck in the middle saying, I don't like all the crazy conspiracy theorist right-wingers that are part of the MAGA Republicans, but I also don't want the same status quo Republicans over and over, like Mitch McConnell and the like. And it just goes to prove my point that Republicans are going to struggle to win elections if they can't figure out how to unite their base behind candidates. And that's one of the issues with 2024. It is going to be incredibly hard for Republicans to win in 2024 if it comes down to a Trump v. DeSantis primary and it is a nasty primary. Republicans probably won't win if it comes down to that and it ends really nasty because what's going to end up happening is if DeSantis wins, Donald Trump will either refuse to back him or will start his own party. And if Trump wins, enough people just are fed up with Trump and enough people are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, that they're just going to say, I can't do Trump anymore. And they'll step away and they'll say, I guess I'll just have to vote for Biden again or whoever the Democratic nominee is. And then it becomes an issue where people are going to have to decide who's going to be more electable. You elect DeSantis in the Republican primary and then all of your Trump base is pretty much gone. They love their Donald Trump, and Trump has been attacking DeSantis like no other. Then, if Trump wins, you have all your anti-Trump Republicans who all will get behind somebody else, or all will vote for a Democrat. The Republican Party, as it stands, if the election were to happen today, is so unstable and is so divided that there is no way they would win an election today. Even with how bad Biden has done, everybody admits that, but they don't have solutions. All they have is a bunch of infighting over disagreements between establishment and MAGA. It's those two factions of the Republican Party that are going to continue to divide the party more and more. And what you're going to see is there's going to become a time when the Republicans have to decide, 
Are they going to unite and win or are they going to divide and lose? You either unite behind candidates and you unite behind people who have, yes, you're going to have people who disagree on little things here or there or who want different things for the country here or there. But you can't have two, you can't have 50% of the Republican Party wanting this person on this extreme and 50% of the Republican Party wanting this person on this extreme. You have to find something in the middle and there has to be some compromise or you will continue losing election after election after election. It has happened in 2020, it happened in 2022, and it will keep happening until there is less division. The Democratic Party is loving this. They are loving that the Republicans are so divided. Why do you think all of the legacy news media are putting out all these articles about how divided the Republicans are? Because they know it's good for Democrats. They know it boosts the Democrats' popularity. They know that when Republicans can't elect Kevin McCarthy after one vote of speaker, oh my gosh, these Republicans are idiots. No, they got exactly what they wanted. They turned Kevin McCarthy into a far-right Republican. So good for them for standing up for what they wanted. They waited and waited until McCarthy gave in to all of their demands, became a far-right Republican, and then they said, okay, we can, we can go for him. Until then, they were like, no, we're not going to just hand it to you. And the Democratic Party plays it off like the Republicans are stupid. That was a smart move by them. But what you can't do is keep having this division. The Democratic Party would always get up and talk about how they were united behind Hakeem Jeffries, how they are united behind Biden, even though he's a terrible president. They know that they can't pick anybody else because they're too polarizing. So what do they do? They pick the most moderate person, throw them up there, and let all the far left people control them. Apparently, that's what Republicans need to do. Throw some moderate Republican up there and let Donald Trump pull the strings if if that's what's got to happen. It's just crazy to me that Republicans don't see the issue with constantly having this infighting that is visible to everybody. Everybody sees this infighting. This has to be fixed before 2024 if the Republicans want even a shot at the White House. And I think it would be an incredible year for Republicans if they could unite behind somebody. They would win in a landslide because of how unpopular this president is. But when you have one person who's already ran, for, or one person who already was president, and a lot of people disliked him, and you have another person who the one who was already president is attacking, you have DeSantis who Trump is attacking and making look like a fool, and he's in this weird space where he hasn't declared that he's running, but he also hasn't said that he's not, and he's traveling all over the place. It's like, if you weren't running, you'd stay in Florida. You wouldn't be traveling to South Carolina and Iowa and Michigan and all. No, you would stay in Florida and be helping your people. But instead, instead of doing a sensible thing and having Trump go, Trump picked DeSantis as his vice president and then have DeSantis run in 2028. Trump's going to attack DeSantis. DeSantis is going to attack Trump. It's going to be a bloodbath in the Republican primary, and they're going to lose. That's what's going to happen. Because Republicans can't figure out how to 
come together for the betterment of the country. I honestly believe that if the Republican Party would have just a lick more of sense to say, hey, we disagree over a few small things, but for the most part, we can we can work together. So why don't we run together? We show that both sides of the Republican Party can join together, and then we'll have all these people who dislike what the current administration's doing voting for us. I guess that would require too much sense and would require too much working together. But if Republicans want to win, that's what they have to do. Alrighty, folks, sorry if that was a little bit of a longer episode. I just had some thoughts I wanted to get out about those, but I got to answer that question of the day. So, the state that has parishes is the state of Louisiana. So if you said Louisiana, congratulations, you got that one right. But it is time for the end of the episode, and that means it's time for my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the state that you've given us. Thank you for another episode that I've been able to create. I just ask that you be with my listeners. I ask that you be with everybody who is listening, everybody who is thinking about listening, even those who haven't listened to a single episode yet but will listen in the future. I just pray for their ears, that you would allow them to hear what you want them to hear. Let me speak the words that you want me to speak, Father. I just ask that you be with me, help me to make better decisions, help me to talk about things that are glorifying to you. We love you, we praise you, and in Jesus' name, amen. As always, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Share the episode with your friends. I want to say thank you to all of you who have come back for another week of episodes. Can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow. But until then, stay blessed.